How do I become more aware of the self-love needs of my physical body? What are self-love practices for the physical body? How do I provide self-love for the physical body? Welcome to Love Always Self, a podcast about connection to self, reflections of self, and how this impacts our reality. We're all about trying to find balance, discovering tools for spiritual wellness, and creating a safe place to have loving conversations about a broad range of topics. I'm Carista, an energy healer with a background in Reiki, nursing, health coaching, and personal training. I have a holistic mindset and believe that everyone and everything can work together in harmony so that we can create more balanced life experiences. And I'm Shira, a spiritual intuitive and explorer of personal truth with a background in management and finance. I feel we are all connected and guided by our own spiritual team, whom I refer to as Mount Glass. And I want to help teach you how to connect with yours. We believe we're all connected and by learning to love self, we will elevate the collective consciousness and learn to create deeper connections with each other, self and source. As we grow and learn through our own life adventures and self-discoveries, we hope you gain insights into your own truth. Don't forget to subscribe to stay notified of new content, and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Love Always Self. I'm Shira. Hi, y'all. I'm Karista, and thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Love Always Self. On this episode today, we wanted to focus on self-love needs of the physical body. Now, last week, we presented what self-love means to us, and so we thought we would take this as an opportunity to dive deeper into the different areas of our bodies or different sub-bodies. So we are looking at physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual in the next few episodes. So join us and follow along. And hopefully you gain some insight and some great information and learn how to integrate it into your own practices. But today, let's just focus on this beautiful thing (laughs) that represents in a physical way ourselves, the physical body, the physical body, or in less attractive terms, our meat suit. (laughs) Our meat suit. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yes. And before we dive in, Carrie and I are embarking on growing our platform. And by doing that, it really does help us. If you subscribe, hit the notification bell, if you want to receive notifications of any future content, especially as we're going to go through this mini series, it's going to be pretty cool to dive into all of these different practices. And when you like and subscribe, it's not just so the reminders go to you, but it also helps our content reach a greater audience. So we are doing it for the collective as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh boy. Okay. So practices for the physical body to gain more self-love. Let's dive into it. So I believe on our, our first question that we started to ask ourselves. How do I become more aware of the self-love needs of my physical body? This is a really good place to start because so often we move throughout our day just doing the things, the cleaning, the cooking, the driving, the working, the going to the bathroom, the showering, you know, just doing the things in a mundane fashion. This is a great place to start because this physical body is tangible. We can see it in the mirror. And so it's easier for us to make this connection with our physical body. So how do we become more aware? We start with connecting with the physical body. Yeah. 
And oh, la ti da, that sounds great. But how do we do that? Yeah. I like the asking questions aspect because asking a question is always one of the easiest ways to open your awareness. You have a question and then you have discovery and then you get results and answers. So what are some of the questions that you typically ask yourself when you want to become more aware of your physical sense? I actually do this pretty regularly a couple times throughout the day. If I'm feeling a little just off, right? I'm just feeling maybe like a little disconnected or out of balance, out of tune. And maybe I'm not sure why I will actually sit for a brief moment. And sometimes it requires me to close my eyes. Sometimes I need to go into a a quiet room to do this, but not always. Sometimes I'm just sitting at my desk and I say, Hey body, what do you need in this moment? And whatever comes up, you know, I can sit there and be like, Oh, that was my mind. That was my logic kicking in and telling me what it is that I haven't checked off my list of things to do for my body today. Or we can just trust that the information that we receive in that moment is actually what our body needs. And then we take that information and take an action. Many times I will sit with my body and one of the first things that comes up is you need water. Yeah, that's it. That's my common one. Water. And so I'm like, okay, grab my cup of water. And I intentionally say a moment of gratitude and say, thank you body for letting me know what you need. And thank you water for hydrating my physical body. I want to, I want to elaborate on that too, because I don't know if maybe some of the listeners here are like me, I'm not great about drinking water. And I have found after asking questions like, how can I get more water in my body? Because water is not just great for you health-wise, but it's also a really good grounding tool. When I'm doing channeling, after I do channeling, I drink water. I immediately get out of that like less fuzzy state and Mm -hmm. I feel more grounded. So find yourself a mug that you love. Like this is like something so important and I'm telling you right now, I am absolutely terrible about drinking enough water for myself. And once I was, you know, now I granted I spent some money on mine, but like it, ha- it made it very personalized. But you know what? I, I want it with me all the time because I love it so much. And because I want it with me all the time, I tend to drink a lot more water now. So there's something that you can practice by getting yourself something that's either pretty or personalized. You know, maybe get your name etched on it if you have that option to do that. And just make sure that you're able to fill it up frequently Mm -hmm. throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to checking in with the body and give another example. Water, it seems like an obvious one. Yeah. So another example that I personally experience is I know that I am really good at saying yes. You need something done? Yes, I'll help you with it. So I'm really good at filling my plate. There are times when I feel best word that I can come up with is fritzed. Fritzed. So feeling fritzed, like you haven't turned off your laptop in a couple of weeks and restarted. I love that word, fritzed. (laughs) So when I sit with my body and it may not give me a response of, you need to go sit in a quiet place. Mm -hmm. It may be, I feel frazzled. Like my body is telling me what it's feeling in this moment. And so then I'll go deeper and I'll say, okay, body, do you need water? Do you need to rest your eyes? Do you need to take a few breaths, deep breaths with a full exhale, breathing all that stress out? Or maybe do you need a nap? 
And I give it options to try and help guide myself and my body in its communication with me. Yeah. And again, I know this may sound silly asking your body what it needs, but there is so much information in your body, in every cell of your body that it's going to communicate with you. It's just, are you willing to listen? Are you willing to acknowledge and accept and then honor it and give it what it needs? And so you're teaching your body to trust you so that it can give you the information that you need to know to care best for your body. Absolutely. And I know some more common reactions from your body when it's trying to tell you something. And so like when you're tired, you start to yawn. Or when you've been staring at a computer screen for too long, you'll start to get bloodshot eyes or your vision starts to blur a little bit or water. Or a headache. Or a headache. When you're hungry, your stomach growls. This is your body communicating with you, letting Mm -hmm. you know what it needs. Um, When you haven't moved your body, you start to feel tightness in certain joints and certain muscles. Yep. My favorite one as of late is the hip pain when I've been sitting too long for work. Oh my goodness. That's not fun. A little side path here. We are terrible movers. (laughs) (laughs) Our society has begun to sit a lot more and we only move front to back for the most part. And you're like, what front to back? Of course I walk forward. (laughs) What am I a crab? Like, but (laughs) that's why I think dance and yoga and things like that are so important so that you're moving to the side and getting like circles and sways and anyways, good circulation. I I digress. (laughs) Do a, do a fun practice before we wrap up that first question. I like the practice of, of asking like Carrie Mm -hmm. said, and you can even do this to become a little bit more in tuned with what your body needs. You can just close your eyes ask the question. And then the very first thought that comes in your head, roll with it and just see how that works out for you. Maybe yeah. play with around with that for like a week or so and see how well it works. Even when see it comes how to your like, body responds. Absolutely. And I mean, I've done it with food when I'm like, Hey body, what do you need nutrition wise today? And sometimes I get surprised when it says, I just want a piece of dark chocolate. And then most of the time it says something about vegetables. Mm-hmm. i Try not to ignore it as often. Maybe try it for a week and go with what it's actually asking for. But (laughs) when it comes to food, the body can be a little fickle because a lot of our foods have additives that create addictions and it keeps us coming back for more of the things that are not good for us. And so often I experience conversations with people that are like, but this is what I'm craving. It's trying to discern, are your taste buds craving or is the rest of your body craving? And then I would even, I would even take that craving and look deeper into it. There is a world of information about cravings and what they actually mean as far as deficiencies in the body. So it's not just, Hey, my body needs dark chocolate. It's, Hey, my body needs magnesium and I'm going to get it through dark chocolate with almonds. I think this is a really good segue into our next question, to be honest with you. So what are some self-love practices for the physical body? And, and a good one is, is food. Okay. We're going we're gonna to get obvious here for a second. <laughs> Your body needs food, nutrients. Your body needs water. Your body needs movement. And your body needs rest. <laughs> All right. Let's go deeper. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so funny stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, we address the obvious information that we would get from the doctors, right? Right. Eat a well-balanced diet, lots of fruits and vegetables, maybe lean more towards the Mediterranean diet with a little less heavy fats and, you know, processed grains. Mm-hmm. Sure. Great. One of the practices that I like to do with food is first off, eating the rainbow in fruits and vegetables. This does not happen every day, but I try to do it in like a two-day time frame where I'm trying to get every color in my body. Interesting. I was literally going to say taste the rainbow for just like a second there. Yeah, we're not eating Skittles. That's not, that's a skit- <laughs> yeah, Skittles is not great. Okay. For example, we have a salad bar at work and I will get I'll try to put, you know, greens. We've got the beets. We've got tomatoes. We've got carrots. And there's four colors right there <laughs> in one meal. Wow. Every single piece of produce has a different makeup of nutrients. So that's why I it's like good that. to get a variety. That's, that's going to be my next Google search. Okay. <laughs> but on top of that with the diet is transmutation of the energy of the actual food stuff. This is so key. Our food comes from somewhere. Hopefully, most of our food is grown, has been alive at some point. It's not just made in a laboratory. Processed. Yeah. Yeah. So because this living food has its own experiences, some of which may not be all that positive or joyful, it is. It does. It does. It does. And so one of the ways that we can transmute that is by taking a moment when we sit down with our plate of food, taking a moment and just thinking about where it came from, what its journey was and how it got to where it is today. And then expressing gratitude for its own journey, asking for it to be taken for your body's greatest and highest good. I like the, like the water test, right? When you talk into water and you say positive statements to it. Mm-hmm. So if you think of all the things that have water elements within its structure, especially like fruits and vegetables. And animals. And animals, right? When you're giving gratitude to your food and you're giving it positive statements, it transmutes that. It changes its vibration and its mm-hmm. frequency. It can make an impact in your body. And I definitely recommend what she's saying as far as doing the whole gratitude bit towards your food before you consume it. And I can taste the difference. That was something, once I started opening my awareness to where the food comes from and was it happy, all of that, I taste the difference now. A good example of this is like when you go to one of those restaurants that everything is sourced locally and everything's like farm raised, can you taste it? Do you feel happier when you take those bites and you're just like, wow, this is so fresh. The flavors or the individual flavors are more pronounced for sure. Absolutely. It feels like less in, in a corner. Like, it doesn't in need yeah. it doesn't need all of the additional flavorings and mm-hmm. MSGs and things. Right. It's it's just good as is. It's perfect Absolutely. as is. So food. Food is a is, okay. is a good one. All the different cool things about food. What are okay? What do you yes. got? Moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go back to hydration. If you are not convinced about the vibration that your words carry and whether or not they impact actual molecules and their expression, go look up Dr. Emoto, E-M-O-T-O, Dr. Emoto's water experiments. 
incredible documentation about the power of our words and how they can either diminish or boost life and growth. Absolutely. Highly recommend it. And one other side note for our hydration, guys, our body is made of 70% of water. We're talking about self-love, self-care practices. Our body requires water. water. (laughs) Gotta drink the water. And then outside of the consumption of food and taking care of yourself through consuming the right foods for yourself. I'm going to say this, when it comes to dieting, I have probably looked up all the different ways in which I could assist this body in dieting. And there's so many fads out there. So please take care of yourself and do what's right for you. Consult your doctor or physician and find out what you need, not what everybody else does. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Totally agree. The D word feels like such a dirty word. Diet. I just want mm-hmm. to clarify, diet is just what you eat. Yeah. That's just your, your diet is just what you eat. Yeah. You are dieting every day because you are eating every day. And you're right. These fad diets, they are made for quick changes, not sustainable, not necessarily healthy either. Yeah. So yes, yeah. talk to your doctor, get some feedback, see a dietitian or a nutritionist and get some support. Absolutely. <laughs> Movement. Exercise. (laughs) I struggle with the exercise personally. So this one is always the one that hits home for me the most because I know I don't move my body enough and I feel it. And, And let's be honest, right? A lot of our life requires us to be in one place at any one time, whether that's recording a podcast, whether that's working at a desk, having a conversation at the dinner table, all of those are sitting activities. We sit so much of our lives that we have to consciously decide to move our bodies too, because this society is not built around moving our bodies for the most part. I keep thinking of that Wally animation. Was that, was that Wally where they're in the little fat chairs? Yeah. I think about that too all the time. (laughs) I'm like, am I turning into one of those people because I don't move enough? Like, ah. (laughs) But we choose things, right? Right. And so what we choose to prioritize absolutely impacts our body because we feel the requirement to prioritize our income producing work efforts. We have to set aside the needs of our body which is absolutely unfortunate because that is not healthy. That does not ensure a long life. That does not ensure that you are experiencing life experiences outside of these four walls. But it doesn't have to be some structured regimen of exercise. It doesn't have to be going into the gym four times a week and lifting weights or running five miles a week or 30 or whatever. I don't know. I don't run. (laughs) Unless something's chasing me. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) But doing something that feels good. Shira, I know from my experience with you, when we used to go do the club thing, how much we would dance. I was so in shape back then too. But it wasn't about structured exercise. Right. It was about movement and 
feeling the music and the vibrations around you and letting that be expressed through the movement of your body. It was a socializing. It was a joyful experience. Of course, if you have it in your mindset that you need to go to the gym four times a week for an hour a day and do four rounds of six to eight exercises, you may really enjoy that. Go for it. I'm not saying that that's something that's wrong. It's just not everybody enjoys that kind of structured movement. Yeah. Or has the time. Or has the time. I don't have the time. I don't make the time. Let me correct myself. There you go. I don't make the time. So way to take responsibility. I'm going to take responsibility because I am fully aware (laughs) that I don't make the time. And so it doesn't require you to go to a club and go dancing for four hours. You can have a dance party in your living room. I did that last night. That was fun. Yeah. Swimming. You can swimming. I love swimming. Throwing a ball with the dog, taking the dog out for a walk, even if it's just around the block. Yep. Connecting to that awareness, like you can get devices that you can throw right on mm-hmm. your wrist mm-hmm. and and it'll tell you how many steps you've taken for the day. Again, consult your physician and find out, like find out how many steps you actually need, right? I think my cardiologist told me I needed 10,000 steps a day. That's recommended on average, 10,000 steps a day. I challenge those out there to learn how difficult it is to acquire 10,000 steps a day. And that's that's a, a great thing, right? Is these devices, they are observation devices. They are to collect and give us data so that we can make small, sustainable changes with yeah. that information guiding us. This movement portion, this is a great stress reliever. And that's a really important mm-hmm. aspect in providing self-love for your body because our bodies carry trauma and that, that may be a triggering word, but, or that it may feel like too, too extreme of a word, but our bodies carry our responses, whether negative or positive to experiences, to events, to situations, to other people. And if that feeling is not expressed, if we don't release the energy it's going to express itself one way or the other, and usually in a form of pain. Absolutely. It tells you. Again, it communicates with you. So that's literally very- your body communicates with you all the time, but are you willing to listen? Exactly. <laughs> and I think this is a, a good place to interject this. All of these parts or aspects of self, they all overlap, they all Absolutely. interact. When you provide self-love practices for certain parts of your subtle bodies, it is flowing to other parts of you. Absolutely. It is. So in this stress management, like this can be an emotion, right? I'm stressed. I'm feeling stressed, but our body is tense, right? It's experiencing that emotion. Mm -hmm. Our shoulders hurt. We have neck pain. We have headaches. Our stomach is upset. Maybe we have a rash break out in hives. You start getting that redness everywhere. Mm-hmm. I love my uh, drop the uh, tongue from the roof of your mouth and relax the jaw. And mm-hmm. as soon as you even think that, I've actually put notifications on my phone to like tell me, hey, mm-hmm. relax, drop the tongue from the roof mm-hmm. of the mouth, relax the jaw. And you'll physically feel your entire body when you do that, when you're like, oh yeah, that tongue's been just stuck up there for like an hour <laughs> sealed to the top of the roof of my mouth. <laughs> so that's a good one too. It helps relieve it. The emotions that we feel will be expressed through the body. 
So we have the opportunity to choose to assist our body in expressing those pent up energies in either a positive or a negative way. So going into some of the other areas of managing the stress, because I I think managing stress is, is a really, really big one. In my opinion, I know that a lot of the unfortunate circumstances of my body reacting to me had a lot to do with stress. So stress management practices are, are so key to assisting. My favorite one is breath work and meditation to help me come out of a stressful state. When dealing with stress, our energy in a way gets zapped. So another really important aspect of self-care for the body is providing space for good, deep rest. Yeah. And I know a lot of people struggle with getting quality sleep. There are some good practices to incorporate to work on your sleep hygiene. So stop eating at a certain time, usually two to three hours before bedtime. Put your device down. Stop drinking alcohol before that time. Get a good amount of water in throughout your day, but watch out right close to bedtime because that's going to wake you up in the middle of the night. Yeah. So you can go relieve yourself. Putting your devices down. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that blue screen. I was going <laughs> to say blue that, that blue filter. Absolutely. That's great. However, that light keeps your brain and the melatonin in your body working against getting good rest. Yep. Especially so, when you're scrolling and oh, you're yeah. constantly re-engaging an activity Second after second after second. Do you not see that you're triggering different emotions mm-hmm. when you're scrolling too? Um, it's almost like yelling at the body. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Yeah, wake up. <laughs> yeah. pay attention, pay attention, yeah. pay attention. So switch it out for something paper, a book, a journal, or do meditation. I like but do shower something... stuff. Yeah, yeah. Taking a shower to prepare yourself mm-hmm. kind of cleanses you of your day, allows your, your body to relax Absolutely. Or a bath. Beautiful. Yeah. So these were kind of diet, hydration, movement, sleep. These were high overview. Right. So how do we put that into practice and actually provide self-love for the physical body? Absolutely. So that drives us right on into that third question. How do I provide self-love for the physical body? So we've already given a few ideas of how to incorporate different practices, but I want to go a little bit deeper and recognize that when we put focused intention on an activity, it becomes a self-care activity, an expression of self-love to us. So you mentioned showering. There have been plenty of showers where it has not been intentional and I do not feel refreshed other than maybe less stinky (laughs) and sticky, you know? (laughs) But when you go into the shower and you're intentionally releasing the tension, asking that water to cleanse you of anything Mm -hmm. that is stagnant, it amplifies that action and brings it into the self-love practices. It is my absolute favorite meditation to do. It's my absolute favorite. And the reason for that is that because so many people will find a way to say that I don't have time to meditate, which tells me you don't have time to focus on your body. And you can do it in little ways. You can do it when you're brushing your teeth. 
but my absolute favorite and a majority of us do this. I hope we take showers. And if you do what Carrie's saying and you just simply close your eyes while you're in the shower, say like when you get to the stage of washing your face and just think the thought or say it out loud because it carries vibration. Remember thoughts create your reality. And another practice that you can do in the shower is body brushing. This Mm. allows you to bring your focus to specific parts of your body and expressing that gratitude and that stuff that improves your circulation. Apparently that helps with cellulite. I don't know. But the point is not the fat loss. The point is, is that you love your body because it has carried you through so much. It has carried you every day to this point in your life. Your organs, your cells have been actively working every moment without you having to tell it what to do. Our body is an amazing, amazing piece of life. And we should celebrate it. Yeah. And And then after, exactly. And so doing that body brushing, we are really able to love ourselves and then follow that up with a little bit of like coconut oil or something to make sure you're nice and your skin is nice and hydrated. I was getting this little like vision in my head. It was like while you're scrubbing and you're like doing a little self scrubbing, I have the gloves that come mm-hmm. on and they're the exfoliating gloves. And I use that for like my showering. And as I'm doing it, I'm like, Ooh, look at you little cells. You're so clean and clear and you're full of positive energy now. And I mean, I don't care if that sounds stupid or not because it's awesome. And I feel amazing when I come out of my showers. <laughs> I was just thinking about like when we brush our dogs, right? And then afterwards, like we've got all of that extra unnecessary hair that's been falling off. You got any extra dirt or dander. And then they like shake afterwards, you know? Yeah. And I'm just seeing the cells doing that. Like, yeah. And all this like negative. I mean, do you ever after you brush your dog and you're like, oh my goodness, look how pretty you are. And then they shake and they look at you and they're so happy. Do it for yourself. Yes. (laughs) put that attention towards yourself like dang it look how clean I am this is amazing (laughs) so gratitude that is one of the purest forms of expressing self-love gratitude for our body and everything it does without us knowing it to carry us through this life walking running seeing singing hearing celebrating your body's doing that and that's amazing This brings me to intimacy. Mm. This is an important aspect of self-love. Yeah. Intimacy doesn't mean sex. Right. You are becoming intimate with your body when you are doing the body brushing and the gratitude and the appreciation and the lifting up. That is intimacy with your physical body, getting to know it better, connecting with it, loving it, accepting it. Now- I I do think sex can be an important expression of your physical body, and that shouldn't be anything that's shamed. No, absolutely. So we talked about connecting with the body, asking it questions, and receiving information so you can act on it. But connecting with the breath, this, I think, is a great tool of providing self-love to your body because it's connected to that stress management Breath is connected to life. Without breath, we are not alive. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, what a concept. <laughs> Taking that, that awareness and 
allowing that awareness to follow the breath down into your body, into your belly, in through the cells, traveling to all different parts of your body and exhaling anything it doesn't need any longer. I like so focusing on the feeling of the air as it goes through your nostrils and passes your lips. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to focus on the breath. How does it feel? What's the mm -hmm. temperature? Are there any smells? Do you notice feeling energized? Does your heart rate increase with certain parts of your breath? Love it. Mm -hmm. You got any more? Feel like we connected all of them. <laughs> singing, dancing. Oh, speaking of singing. Okay. This was my other one that I did have a thought about, which was sound nutrition. Oh, that's right. Yes. And doing like sound baths because every sound carries its own vibration and frequency and it does impact your physical being. We have a friend that she literally does sound baths and it's so cool. And many people like to join these sound baths and you can think of it however you will, but I think it's absolutely amazing. And you feel that vibrational difference afterwards. Listening to music, Carrie and I are both wearing headphones right now. And sometimes before we get started, we play something that brings us joy just to help, again, raise our own vibrations. But it does impact your physical body and music can be a really good way to relieve stress as well. So yeah, sound baths and sound nutrition. I mentioned that we have a friend. We actually did interview her on our The People's Journey series. Her name is Eden. So definitely go check out that episode. She's absolutely wonderful and a fantastic human. And so yeah, those are really, really good ways to assist and work through beautiful vibrations of, of the body. And if you aren't a believer in sound affecting you, just think about how you feel when you're watching a movie and there's like a war scene going on and, and there's the buildup to, to that scene, the music behind it. Tell me you don't feel the tension in Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> the music absolutely impacts our feelings and marketing teams are very aware of that and they're very intentional with how they place music in commercials and in movies and TV shows. So it yeah. absolutely affects us. Have you ever watched a movie and the sound of it actually bothers you? Mm -hmm. That's honestly something that you should pay attention to. This is something that my guides and I have had a little little chit chat about where there's like a movie that I, I cannot rewatch it. No matter how awesome I might have thought that movie was, I can't watch it. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, but that the whole feeling of it just bothered me throughout the musical aspects of it. Interesting. And yeah, and it was just something that my vibration and the vibration of that movie just wasn't at the same level. So pay attention to those types of things too. Use your discernment with that. Huh. All righty. Um, to the collective card reading. It's collective card reading time. <laughs> okay. All right. So what deck are we using today? Show us oh your my. deck, Shira. <laughs> I do love it when we say that. That makes me laugh every time. Seriously. All right, so today we're going back to the Light Sears Tarot, the 78 card deck and guidebook by Chris Ann. When I was doing the shuffle, I did not look at the cards at all, by the way. We did it right before we hit record and I faced them down. Two of them had popped out immediately as soon as I even tried the first shuffle. And then the last two actually took quite a while. I wasn't sure we were going to get more. 
I was aiming for one. So we stick to our standard three, but then we got four. So I am going to bring to the right side of okay. this deck. If you're watching here on YouTube, I'm going to flip this one over. Now, remember, because this is like a more of on the standard tarot deck structure, and I'm not that great at the whole standard tarot deck, I might refer back Stop to my saying guide. you're not that great. I don't Stay. have it memorized. I'm learning. And I'm still learning, y'all. <laughs> so I might use the book. As you can see, I try to like help myself out, get through that book. Got little tabs on it. Flipping over the first card. Okay. What does this one say? Eight of swords. Oh, there's those blackbirds again. Just blackbirds all over the place. What was that? Episode 91? Yeah. For our listeners, if you haven't seen it, we dive deep into the blackbird symbolism. Yes, we do. So there they are. Huh. Okay. So this card for our listeners, there is, it looks like a woman on the bottom left-hand corner of the card kneeling. And you can't tell in her physical image, but you can see in this reflection in a mirror that she appears to be tied up at the wrists and she has a blindfold over her eyes. But outside the mirror, now I can see this. She doesn't have a blindfold. Exactly. Her her hands, I don't believe, are tied, but she feels that way as per the image in the mirror. There are, is that four blackbirds surrounding her in this mirror image? Yeah. Yeah, I only see four. And so it looks like she's kneeling on maybe like a soft rug on top of a wooded floor. But again, sitting in front of this mirror and maybe she's praying for release yeah, it's interesting when I consult the book. Like she feels tied down or stuck. Good word, because I was going to say feeling stuck. A time to open your eyes to unveil the truth. Having more options than you thought, an opportunity to let go of an old story. Mm. So yeah. what are the old stories that you're telling yourself that deserve Ooh. time and attention so you can untangle yourself from yeah. the webs of that story? Yeah. And it's interesting when it starts to dive in, the very first sentence it gives off is, this is a gentle reminder that you create your reality, something we mm -hmm. said earlier in this episode. So mm -hmm. so while you feel stuck, you are never truly stuck. Right. There may be hard choices and hard action steps that may be required to get out of the feeling of unstuckness. <laughs> <laughs> but you Don't are never truly stuck or without options. Right. I just got this sentence that felt like a message from my guides. And it just said simply, don't be blinded by your own visions of yourself. And that is a powerful statement. Wow, it is. Okay, what other little surprises do they have for us today? The page of wands. Oh, I love this. She is just dancing. Dancing queen. So I love it. This card, there is a woman dancing in the middle of the card, and she is up on one toe with one back leg flipped up behind her, and she's just kind of like arched up and swinging a wand up and over her head. And she's got some blue jeans on, yellow jacket, wild hair, and gosh, she just looks like she's in so much like pure joy. Yeah. Like you. Yeah, she does. You mentioned last episode, a moment where I went and ran and hugged a tree, like <laughs> that kind of freedom of dancing like nobody's watching and not caring if they are. And is also a really good way to tie back into what we've talked about today, which is movement of the body. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Page of Wands. Explosive creativity. Ah, an infectious enthusiasm. Creativity beginnings. Let's see here. We've also got honing a new skill or passion. A youthful spark. I like the connecting back to the youth aspect of self. You know, when we become stagnant, whether that's mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, that's when we really age. Mm-hmm. I feel you there. But All when right. we connect with that childlike youth, that joy and that play, we stay young forever. Yeah. And it's interesting, this little uh, story that these cards are mm-hmm. kind of presenting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Almost like, do you remember what right. that version of you felt like? Or are you binding yourself to the version that you've recently created? All right. Let's see the third one. Let's see what the rest of the story says. I've never pulled this card before. Ever. Uh, It's Justice, which is number 11. Ooh, getting a lot of ones today. Okay. Okay. So another woman in this card, and it looks like she's unsheathing a sword. And attached to the sword are two bowls hanging, one on each side, kind of acting as like a scale, scale of Mm -hmm. justice. And the woman... trying to process this part of it. The woman standing there, she's removing the sheath from the sword and she's kind of looking down and gazing down on this like reflection, which I'm not sure if that's a reflection of herself or of somebody else. Like it kind of looks different. It's like seeing the different sides of you. The light and the dark. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So, oh, this is a very like, dualistic mm-hmm. card. It's interesting because the woman above has this very soft gaze and she's got like this peaceful small smile. Yeah. Like she's not grinning ear to ear. She's not like passionate one way or the other. She's just in this peaceful, calm, pleasant state. And below her is this reflection and she does look I'm going to flip it upside down. Let's take a look. Thank you. Thank you. That'll help. Look at that. Look at the perspective when you look at it from this angle. Oh, man. Okay. So the initial woman above the sword, her face looks more full and full of life, whereas now the reflection down below, she looks a little more hollow Mm -hmm. and a little more paler, like less life is flowing through her. And- I don't want to say maybe like a flat affect. Yeah. There's a, I, I'm having trouble coming up with the right emotion. Well, the the good guidebook here for Lightseer, natural law, balance, karma, truth, wisdom, fairness, cause and effect, integrity, objectivity, perspective, and accountability. So I find... <laughs> Sorry, there is. I heard a what police timing? siren. <laughs> yeah, because I I skipped over the legal matters one. <laughs> I, I chose not to say that one, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny that that just happened. <laughs> timing of all things, you know. So I see this trend here, and I always find it so interesting when we do these card polls and there's a connection to all the things that we're we've been discussing, and even a connection into like all the things that we've talked about today, you've got this looking within scenario, right? But you also have this playful side of yourself or remembrance of what your youthfulness used to be like. 
but then there's accountability and perspectives of these different things, right? Like what, what do you see when you look within? What do you feel like when you remember who you used to be, or maybe remember this playful aspect of yourself? And then is there a lot of judgment that you're placing on yourself? Are you holding yourself accountable for that judgment? Are you giving it a different perspective as to how you got from one place to another? I just find this super cool. This is just like a really cool little story. Oh my gosh. Five of wands. I'm going to let you try to explain that one. That That's oh, yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on in this? I've never pulled this one either. So, okay. This is kind of a busy card, but yeah. basically it looks like there's five people balancing on tree branch like balancing beams that are crossing across each other i see this tiny string of lights just kind of laying across the branches and as the different people this is funny because it kind of reminds me of like a jungle gym as thinking the same thing (laughs) as the different people move around to different parts whether that's being playful or whether they're actually moving together to work towards reaching what appears to be is like this fiery light above. And so two out of five of those people are actually standing and reaching above. And there's almost like this mesh covering kind of arching over this area. I can't tell if it's like tree branches. I don't think, I don't know. It's not important to me at this moment, but the light and the the community working together or maybe these are different aspects of self that's interesting i literally was hearing game of thrones in my head <laughs> my guides communicate with me in very interesting ways to make me laugh usually we just finished house of dragons last night <laughs> did you really <laughs> oh so good so yeah there's like this competitiveness on who can i who can reach this light first right this fireball up in the corner which is interesting that makes me okay so is it really competition? Is it about competing for one? Or is it about working together for all? Hmm. Do you feel like you're winning if you're pushing everybody else down and out of the way? Or does it feel more like a celebration if you reach the goal altogether? Ooh. So let's see here. What do we got? Competition, conflict, the ambition, challenge. Being pushed by others to excel. Brainstorming, mental jousting, adrenaline, and aggression. Surpassing limits, dynamic energy, leveling up. Very interesting. So I'm just going to like point this out real quick. I'm seeing on the right-hand side, we have the emotional, the second card, the page of wands, the spiritual, the third card, card of justice, the intellectual or the mental, The final one is the physical. So we have this emotional turmoil where we feel stuck by the stories that we've told ourselves, the stories that we've believed from other people. When we connect deeper and set aside all those stories, those judgments, the thoughts, we can step into the joy of wonderment, the magic. And we're still required to balance these aspects because they are integrated, because they impact each other. What did I write down the other day? All areas of ourself overlap and interact. They are influencing 
and affecting an energy exchange, creating a balanced ebb and flow in self. Mm. That's so big. Yeah. And that fourth card to finish that story, this card may be reflective of competition, but it's reminding us that when we honor each of these aspects of self, there is no competition within our self for self. It's honoring each of them and lifting them up and balancing those energies. Absolutely. Self-love and self-care. Well, well, well. So much for making this a 30-minute video. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) We tried. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when coming back into oneself, it takes time. You can't It takes time. Yeah, exactly. Well, we have a very exciting path forward for this series that we are going to be doing. And we invite you to stay tuned next week for the following episode in which we will be covering more of the mental body. And yes, like what Carrie said, it is all very much connected. Um, But we want to just try to like break it down a little bit. So thank you so much for listening to us today. And we definitely look forward to continuing this conversation about falling in love with yourself all over again, if you haven't already, and just diving into all these practices. Don't forget to please make sure that you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell so you get notified. (laughs) And of course, follow us on any of our social media platforms. Carrie and I are at Love Always Self on Instagram and on Facebook and here on YouTube. We carry the same handle. And we also have a website, www.lovealwaysself.com. I find it thoroughly entertaining. Does anyone say www anymore? Nope, probably not. So lovealwaysself.com. <laughs> Showing my age. Cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. And if you're more familiar with the whole Tiki Talk, <laughs> then, <laughs> then yeah. we've got Carrie at Carissa Rose and Shira is at Sobishai1. All righty, y'all. Y'all can have the rest of your day back. I hope that you take it back with love and spread it outward. And on that note, don't forget to love first. <laughs> Love last. I love always. <laughs> Keeps changing it up on me. I love you guys. Bye. <laughs>